Hey, thanks for tuning in to this special edition of the Hope Community Podcast. It's another flashback episode. Check it out. Saturation events, doing day events, even uh, being able to offer leadership, many workshops, and then of course keynotes or when I get a chance to speak uh, other places. Today is going to obviously be a little bit of that format. So I get a chance to kind of give you guys a first taste, if you will, of what uh, we're looking to or what we, what I've developed and what we're depositing around the country. I love that uh, right here at home I get to kind of have the opportunity to jump into that and deposit this here with you guys right out the gate. So we're excited about that. We want to talk today about when you want to win. I don't know about you. I'm into winning. I just always have been. I've always been into winning. I'm not sure anybody's really down with losing, but the reality is, is that uh, we want to win. I want to win. I want you to win. And I felt like my spirit was stirred with this while we were uh, singing is to maybe even say right out the gate that it's never too late to win. Yeah. Oftentimes, oftentimes we need reminded of that or we need to be aware of that or we need to come into the place of setting our mind and our attention on that is that it's never too late to win. And so I want to give you some keys today of what it's going to take for you to win. What is it going to take when you want to win? Win in your relationships, win in your home, win in your parenting, win in your businesses, win in your finances, win in your future, win in what it is that you're doing, win ultimately in the experience of life that you're getting to have. Because here's the real deal. All of us, Every one of us in this room, everyone watching by Facebook, everyone watching the replay or perhaps getting this on a podcast or wherever it is you're getting a chance to hear this from, all of us are after some happiness. Boy, that really got, no, maybe not me. I'm, I'm kind of down on just not being happy. <laughs> Here's the challenge. Some of us are so, we've given up, we've so given up on the idea of being happy that we don't even want to think about it or talk about it. We're just figuring out how to survive and get by day by day and figure out how we can at least make it through this moment. Maybe somewhere down the road, maybe I'll get to be happy. But the reality is, is that oftentimes life has beat us down in such a way that the idea of happiness is almost kind of a long lost thought and we've just figured out how to survive. I'm not interested in just surviving. I'm interested in thriving. And no matter how much life has beat you down, thriving is not outside the option for you. Surviving doesn't have to be your story. 
You're allowed today, in this moment, to start a new story from here and create the, the thriving story that you've always wanted. What the story's been in the past does not have to be your story for the future. The reality is, is that choice is yours. The reality is, is the power that you have is to make that choice from this moment moving forward. Yeah, I know. I know it didn't work out so well then, and I know we messed up there, and I know that failed there, and I know that didn't make it then, and I know that tragedy happened there, and I know that torment is what's been in play for a long time, but that all has the ability to change now. All of that can go away for the reality of a new story. But you have to decide what story you want. You have to decide what you want the remaining of your situation to play out like. Of course there's going to be things come along that you're not aware of. Of course there's going to be things that happen that, that maybe throw, off, uh, throw you off course here or there. Or things that you didn't expect. Or things that, that come along and surprise you or shock you. But the reality is, is in those moments you have the option to create that story. In my heart, I feel like I want to say to us that too often we've surrendered our power and just take whatever comes at us. And we allow, we actually hand our power over to situations. We hand our power over to somebody else. We hand our, we hand our capacity to thrive to the events of the moment. We just surrender. We throw our hands up in the air and say, well, that's just life. Well, it can be just life, or it can be the life you want. Yeah, I kind of came a little bit serious this morning. Because I came with some passion and some intent in my heart, because the reality is, is you have the opportunity to win. And your capacity to win is fully set on, the, on how much desire you have to win. You don't have to. You totally have the option. You're not going to be any less loved. You're not going to be less valuable. You're not going to be less important. You're going to not. You're not going to be less needed. You're not going to be. You're not going to not belong as much. You're just going to get to have an experience other than what you really want. So if the options are on the table, you're fully loved regardless. You're fully embraced regardless. You're full. You fully belong regardless. If, though, if that's the situation, that's the case, and you have the total and full and free option, why would you not choose the better one? Right? It's, I mean, it's like, hey, there's a kind of a good steak, or there's an amazing steak, and either one's available to you. You don't have to play the game, well, I'll just take this, it's just all I deserve, which is usually the scenario of the way it plays out because whatever you believe you deserve is what you will embrace. Because here's, I did a Facebook Live the other night on this that, um, that you might want to go back and catch up on if you didn't see it. But the reality is, is life won't give you what you want. Life will give you what you tolerate. And the challenge in all this puts, uh, all this puts the, uh, the responsibility of our life squarely on our shoulders, not somebody else's. Let me lean in a little bit further. It doesn't even put it on God's shoulders. It puts it on your shoulders. Proverbs 23, 7 says, as a man thinks, so is he. 
Notice it doesn't say as God thinks, so are you. It's not the, it's not a, life isn't about the thoughts God has for you. Life's about the thoughts you have for you. God has plenty of thoughts for you. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the thoughts I have for you, thoughts for your good, thoughts for a future, thoughts that aren't to harm you or to do you harm, but thoughts that are good. But God's thoughts towards you don't bring anything in your life. It's your thoughts that bring into your life. Because as you think, so are you. And you have the opportunity, we all have the opportunity to bring our thoughts in alignment with his thoughts. Am I right about it? And at that point, we'll most likely find ourselves in the place of living fully alive. And the thoughts that God has towards us are, are identified and in full force and in full display in the life of Jesus Christ. So if you want to know what God thinks about you, check out Jesus. When you check out Jesus, you get to see a whole lot of how he thinks towards you. And you can then align your own thinking of you accordingly. So if you want to win, it's about what you will tolerate. No one achieves anything in life without their determined focus to achieve it. So what is it that you are determining to achieve? What is it that you are thinking of you? What is it are you willing to not tolerate any longer? You don't have to keep having that same argument over and over again. Don't have to. You don't have to keep going to bed frustrated and feeling alone. Don't have to. You don't have to keep feeling like you're an outsider and nobody cares about you. You don't have to. But if you keep tolerating it in your life, that will be what you experience. So I want to give you these, uh, I want to give you these points th this morning because I believe everyone in this room and anyone hearing this really wants to win. I'm coming at it kind of strong this morning in some ways to just kind of bust in on the situation because we don't oftentimes give enough attention to the reality that I really want to win. I want my finances to be better. I want my marriage to be better. I want my parenting and my relationship with my kids to even increase and improve. I want to win in every area of my life, and I'm unwilling to settle for anything less. Yes. I'm unwilling to settle. I'm unwilling to settle for not having peace of mind. I'm unwilling to settle to being controlled by anxiety or depression or fear or hopelessness. I will not live that way. I've become totally intolerant of it. To the degree that I as... It's amazing how Paul writes it, right? The Apostle Paul says that I buffet my body, right? I beat it into submission, so to speak. In other words, I take charge of me. Have you ever noticed that you can think about what you think about? I spend a lot of time doing that. I don't know about anybody else. But I spend a whole lot of time thinking about what I'm thinking about. And then I'm thinking about, then I'm thinking about what I'm thinking about. Anybody else know what I'm talking about? Those long drives for me. Woo! 
If you can think about what you're thinking about, it shows you that you are not those thoughts. If you can think about what you're feeling, that tells you that you are not your feelings. There's something other than you that you can take control of. Your thoughts and your feelings are not you. They're simply what you're experiencing. So if you don't like that experience, you have the power to change it. But oftentimes we're so trapped in those thoughts and those feelings, we're suffocated by them because we haven't learned how to distance ourselves from them and be able to look at them and say, hmm, eeny, meeny, miny, moe, right? I'll pick that one over that one because at any moment, in every moment, you have the power and the option to choose the better thought. You have the power and the option to choose the better feeling. I know you feel trapped in it, but you don't have to. It's all about will you learn to find your way beyond them. Take every thought captive, Scripture tells us, is the ability to arrest what I'm thinking about and what I'm feeling in the moment. And say, oh, wait a second. I'm not that. I'm not depressed. I'm just experiencing it. I'm not anxious. I'm just experiencing it. I'm not angry. I'm just experiencing it. And if it's not me, then I have an option to choose a better situation. That anger isn't me. I'm not angry. I'm experiencing anger. So if it's something I'm experiencing, I have the power to change my experience. And that's what it's like to win. Moment by moment. Sometimes second by second. But because we don't know how to do this, for the most part, we've never been taught these things. Our, if you will, our choice muscle is, is anemic and extremely weak. We're so used to being pushed along by the events of the day, we've never stood up against it and started making different choices. We've never pushed back at what's pushing at us. And at some point when we want to win, we say, I'm going to push back. My life doesn't have to continue to be this way. So we want to win. And if we're going to win, then number one, here's, here's three things that you're going to need this morning. Three things that you're going to need whenever you're hearing this or watching this. Number one, you're going to need openness. And let me get you number two real quick because you might need that already for number one. Number two, you're going to need something to take notes with. Pen, paper, electronic, device, notes app, laptop. Don't leave it to your mind. Oh boy. I heard this a long time ago. I think I was 19 or 20. That the shortest pencil was better than the longest memory. I don't know that I applied that all the time. I wish I would have. I've lost how many million dollar ideas because I didn't wait to sit, roll over, and write it down? Anybody else? <laughs> you know how many songs and I mean... Anyways, enough of that, right? So number one, you're going to need openness this morning. Number two, you're going to need a way to take notes. And then number three, if you want to win, you are going to have to define what winning is to you. 
Winning to me is not the same thing that winning is to you. The way you understand winning and what winning is to you is not the same thing for me. So I can't stand up here and try to teach you what it is to win. I can simply help you identify what it is for you to win and then give you tools and give you keys in order to get there. Is anybody interested in that? So we're going we're gonna to utilize uh, a tool this morning. We're going to utilize a couple practices to help you get there because I'm not for sure how much time you've really ever invested in thinking about what it means for you to win. I don't know how much time you've thought about your thoughts about winning. But we're going to take some time to do that this morning. All right? So the first thing we're going to do, if you can find yourself sitting uh, in a place with both feet on the floor, I want to, I'm going to walk us through doing a couple practices that's going to help you get inside of you so that you can at least get a glimpse or an idea of what you consider winning to be. So it's been proven, and I don't, know, I don't have a clue why, I don't know all the science behind it, but it's been proven that taking six, not five, not seven, six, you could take more, but six, big deep breaths in your nose and out your mouth changes the state that you're in. So when everybody sit up straight in your seat, put your hands on your lap where it feels comfortable, feet on the floor. I want you, if you don't mind, even to go ahead and close your eyes, take a deep breath in your nose and slowly let it out of your mouth. Do six of them at your pace at your speed, that means the person beside you should hear you breathing. Six of them. When you get to six, keep your eyes closed, please. So now with your eyes closed, return back to letting yourself breathe normally. Maybe even notice where you're breathing. Where do you feel it in your chest, your stomach? Where do you feel your body rising and falling with each breath? Let your body begin to sense and feel like it's getting heavy into the chair. Let your weight feel like it's sinking into the chair. Your shoulders and your muscles getting soft and relaxing. Your shoulders shrugging down. Sitting and feeling heavy there in the chair. I want you now to ask yourself this question in a third person way. I want you to ask the question of you. Don't use the, the word me or I. Third person question, I want you to ask, what do you believe winning is? Ask that and listen for the answer. Feel the feeling that comes up within you. What do you see winning is? Now, if you want, you can open your eyes and take notes on that. You had thoughts, you had feelings, you had ideas, start writing. But don't think about them, write them. 
Whatever it is to you, there's no right or wrong answer. This is about what you see winning is. If you need to ask yourself, if you need to ask that again, ask yourself, don't use first person. Don't ask, what do I think? Ask, what do you think winning is? It tricks your brain into getting an answer that you won't get otherwise. What do you think winning is? If you're listening to this in a podcast, trust that you're able to do that exercise. If you're driving, don't close your eyes. You can still take these six deep breaths, but don't close your eyes while you're driving. Pull over, write something down if you're in that moment, if you're watching this on Facebook or YouTube. Just make sure you're in a safe place to do that exercise. So as you're writing some of that down, I'm trusting that this might open up a floodgate even within your heart, within your mind. For you to come into some consciousness and some awareness of what it is you believe it is to win for you. The next step for this is more for after we're done with our meeting today or when you're done listening to this is if you're married, you should certainly get with your spouse and talk over what it is you wrote down winning is for you. Because certainly, as a married couple, you will want to know what each other's idea of winning is because they won't be the same. There will be similar goals in life, of course, but what winning is to you might not look, sound, or feel what it does to your spouse. And part of marriage is becoming aware of that with the other person so that you can take your idea of it and their idea of it and mingle it together and begin to serve one another in ways that get each person to their place of winning. So what Angela feels like winning is or sees winning is for her now becomes part of my objective in life to serve her in ways to help her get to that win. And what I feel like, what I believe winning is in life, becomes part of her responsibility and her effort of love towards me that says she's going to participate with me to help me get to the place that I call it a win. And then if you want to even go the next step further in that as a couple then you should be able to say, what does it look like for wins of, of our family, of our household? What does it mean to win at the Reader House? So guess what? I train my children in what it looks like to win as being part of the Reader family. This is what it looks like to win around here. This is what it looks like to win when we're together. This is what it looks like to win when we're not together. This is what it looks like. This is how you begin to shape a winning culture and a success culture within your home and within your family and within your marriage. So if we want to look at what, it, uh, what is needed when you want to win, then I want to give you these three points, of course, you can take notes on. Number one, once you see what it means to win to you, then you're going to want to get a death grip On hope. 
Number one, get a death grip on hope. 2 Corinthians 3.12, for we have this hope, so we're very bold. In other words, we're bold to go win. Hope isn't the end, hope is the means. Hope isn't the end, hope is the means. Hope is what gives you what you need to get to the win. So hope isn't where we just stay parked. Hope is the place that we live from. In other words, it's our starting blocks. It's the fuel. It's the boldness to go for the win. Because here's the thing. Even when I begin, it's already a different atmosphere in this room from when I first started off even talking about this. Because there is even resistance to the idea when I ask the question, if you want to win. But the resistance is lowering in this moment because you've taken some time to become aware of, oh yeah, I do want this to win. Because now there's a boldness that's starting to even move up within you emotionally and mentally that's starting to at least maybe be bold enough to consider that you can rewrite your story. Maybe. There's almost just a little what if creeping up in the back of your mind that what if we did this in our marriage? What if we did this at our home? What if the business that I run, what if I really set what it looks like to win as our business, as our company, as our team? What does it look like to win? And what if we went to work on moving in the boldness to actually go for that? In order to do that, you've got to get a grip a death grip on hope. First, you have to upgrade. First, you have to upgrade your understanding of hope. You have to upgrade your understanding of hope because most perceive that hope is like a wish. And a wish never moves you in boldness. A wish actually puts you in a crippled state because you're in an unsure state. You never have boldness when you're unsure. And when we perceive hope as a wish or, you know, that whole thing of, well, I hope that happens, meaning like I would like it to, but I'm just totally not sure that it will. It puts your mind automatically in a state of unsureness, which is a reduced state than you're able to live in when you live in assurance, the unconditional assurance Father's goodness prevails. We've got to upgrade our understanding of hope. Number two, you've got to set your daily focus on hope. Daily focus on your assurance. Daily focus on what is. Daily focus on hope is here. Daily focus on what I have now. Daily focus on my abundance and not my lack. Daily focus on what I have versus what I don't have. Daily focus on my fullness instead of my scarcity. Daily focus on what I have because I have this hope. So it unlocks boldness within me. If you're not for sure or you don't know how to get your daily focus on hope, I like to offer my book, Hope Equals Bold, as a very awesome resource to get your mind centered on the present reality of hope on a daily basis. I even wrote it that way so it makes it easy. Number three then, if you're getting a death grip on hope, then you're going to have to engage hope. Nothing stagnant progresses. Well there's a 
rocket science revelation, isn't it? Nothing stagnant advances. You can't just set your focus on hope. You have to move in the boldness in that moment and the inspiration that you feel to go. Right now, your heart's already emotionally. You are experiencing a sense of inspiration in this room or as you listen to this because there's a sense of, I, yes, I can do this. I can go for this. This is what I want. So guess what? You have to take immediate massive action on that moment of boldness, on that moment of inspiration, on that surge of I got to do this. Even when you do those breathing exercises and when you begin to visualize what it looks like for you to win, you had to come out of that and immediately start writing it down. Not hesitate, not wait till later, not wait till after the meeting or after dinner today or after you take a nap, after you feel more awake, after you feel... No, you took immediate action right now. So you actually got so much value out of the first 15 minutes of this talk today simply by you writing down what it means for you to win. For the most part, probably most of us have never done that before. So I brought you such extreme value today just to get that in place because I wanted you to engage hope. What you wrote down was engaging the present reality of the hope that you have. You already have your understanding of winning. You didn't have to try to go create it. You didn't have to go dig it up somewhere. You didn't have to read a book to get it. You didn't even have to hear this teaching to, te uh, to, uh, to get it. You simply had to have a moment that will let you become aware of what you already have. You already knew what it meant for you to win. So now you're going to engage in it. Number two, if you want to win, you're going to have to do gratitude workouts. You're going to have to do gratitude workouts. This doesn't come easy. Winning's not easy. We just went through the Super Bowl season again, right? Getting to that level and winning is not easy. Winning in life is not easy. It takes determined, focus, and massive action on a daily. If you want to win, you don't have time to slack. You don't have time to slack for today. You don't have time to give in for today. You don't have time to put it off till later. You've got to win today. That means you have to step into massive action when it comes to your gratitude workouts, when you set your mind and your attention to be diligent and dedicated to the fact that you want to win so strongly, you'll do whatever it takes. And number two, that is ultimately working a gratitude workout, which you can easily start with Simply looking at five things every day that you're thankful for. Five things daily. They could be the same list. If that's the only five things that you can work out with right now, then do that. Sometimes you've got to start with two-pound weights. Sometimes you've got to start with, you know, green bean cans. Doing curls with canned food. That's okay. There's no condemnation. There's nothing wrong with that. Start where you need to start. 
Start with five things that you're thankful for every day. And if it's the same five for your first week, second week, third week, a month, stick with those five things every day that you're looking at. I don't know where you need to put them. I don't know if you need to put them on your screensaver, on your phone, on the desktop screen on your phone. If you need to put it on your mirror in your bathroom, on the... For me, I put, if I, we put stuff on the refrigerator, it just starts blending in. You uh, totally lose it after a while. But the reality is, is wherever you need to put it. Put a sticky note over the speedometer on your car. I don't know. Put it where you can look at and see that I am thankful for these five things. And go through them on a daily. And then you might add five more. And you might add five more. And you might add five more. Until you are in such a process that your day is so full of gratitude, you can't even find a moment to be mad. Do you know you can't be grateful and disappointed at the same time? It's totally impossible. You cannot be grateful and sad, grateful and disappointed, grateful and angry. You can't be that at the same time. You can't have those two experiences simultaneously. One will have to let go in order for the other. So when I talked about you are not your thoughts, you are not your feelings, you're simply experiencing that. So any moment that you're mad, any moment that you're depressed, any moment that you're sad or frustrated or disappointed, you have the option sitting in front of you. Do I want to choose gratitude or do I want to choose disappointment? And you get to experience whatever you choose. It's not somebody else's fault. It's not God's fault. It's your fault. It's your opportunity, rather you choose to be grateful. So even you might be experiencing disappointment, we all do. It's not that you don't have those experiences, it's what you do with them. So when I have a moment of disappointment, oh, wait a second, and I'm thankful. I start going through gratitude workouts. All of a sudden this disappointment's not even controlling me anymore. All of a sudden, I'm back in a different state, and I can go on with my day, and I can go on with what I'm doing, and I can go on winning without being controlled by this disappointment, this letdown, this frustration, this trigger of anxiety, trigger of depression. It can stay over there because I'm centered on making the conscious choice to say I'm going to work on being thankful. Yeah, I know. Your wife ticked you off. She didn't do something right. She burnt dinner. Well, whatever it might be. You know what? You can sit there and be mad or in that moment you can purposefully choose in the power that you possess to start being grateful for your wife. Might have to be back down there with those food cans. You know what? I'm just thankful she stuck with me this long. It doesn't matter. Start coming up with whatever it is. Just start moving in gratitude. We're still together. We've come through hell and high water, and this should have ended a long time ago, but we're still stinking here. It might not be everything that we want it to be yet, but we haven't given up, and we haven't given in, and we haven't quit, and we didn't get a divorce, and we didn't leave each other alone. We're still in the same house. We still look at each other in the morning, and that's what I can be thankful for, even if she just frustrated the fire out of me. Right now, I choose... To do gratitude. Number two, if you're going to do gratitude work, then you have to immediately, I guess I just talked about that, but you have to immediately find the things you're grateful for at any moment. Immediately. 
Train yourself. Train yourself. Whenever you become conscious or whenever you become aware that you're frustrated, then develop the muscle to move into gratitude. I'm working, I'm working on this with my children right now all the time. When they want to get frustrated or they want to yell at each other or they want to fight back at each other or they want somebody did something that somebody didn't like and they want to yell or fuss about it, I instantly pause with them and direct them towards being grateful. And you can feel the tension. I'm a feeler, so I can feel stuff like crazy easy. I felt about everything each one of you are feeling this morning when I stand up here. I can just feel it. So I have to, I've even had to learn in my life that I can't take on your feelings no matter how much I feel them. They're not my feelings to carry. They're your feelings. That might help me be able to have compassion and connection and relatability and I want to mobilize and move in that, but I can't carry your feelings. But I feel them. I feel my kids real quick. And I have to continue to learn to be the best parent and win at parenting that their feelings are not my feelings to carry. But when they're in a moment of tension, I feel the negative energy in the room, if you will, right? Tension, you can cut it as thick as a knife. When you step into gratitude, it's an entirely different frequency that comes into the room. So you've got to immediately train yourself that when you experience a moment of frustration, anger, doubt, fear, that you instantly move yourself towards gratitude and watch the difference that happens. Number three, then you need to tell someone. You're going to do gratitude workouts. You need to tell someone. I'm showing you what to do when you want to win. I'm giving you the tools so that you can win your day. So that you can win your week, your month. You can win your life. <clears throat> you got to tell someone what you're grateful for. How many people yesterday did you tell that you're thankful for? Who did you tell yesterday the things that you're grateful for? Most of us probably got a big, big goose egg, big zero. And that's not condemning. That's not to say bad and boo on you. That's to simply say to bring that into our awareness so that you get this on the front part of your brain up here where it's like a movie screen and you can see it. How many people today will you tell something you're grateful for? It might be them, but it might be that you're just telling someone that you're grateful for an experience you had. Or you're grateful that someone smiled at you at the store today. Or you're grateful that you got the front parking spot at Walmart instead of half a mile out. Grateful, right? Uh, uh, right, Jane? Someone left the quarter in the shopping cart at Aldi for you. Grateful. How many people are you telling the things you're grateful for? Facebook, Instagram, anywhere that you can release, anywhere you can release the words that you're thankful and you're grateful for something. You're moving in a gratitude workout that will enable and empower you to win. So the challenge becomes, if you dare to accept it. Who will you tell the things that you're grateful for? It might obviously ought to be your spouse. It might be your kids. It might be your friends. It might be your Facebook post. Anywhere that you can share and release that. Number three, if you're going to win, this is amazing and important. And I'm going to try to be as quick as I can about it. Is that you have to move to a future present mindset and get out of a past 
present mindset. What do I mean by this? I mean that you have the opportunity to live from your past into right now, or you have the opportunity to live from your future into right now. What you see of your future, you're allowed to bring it into your present. You totally know this because you do it with your past all the time. You constantly go back to what happened then and project it onto that's what's going to happen now. So why can't you go into the future and see the win and then project the win into right now? Well, here's the big hint. You can. But you're so trained living in past present mindsets instead of living future present mindsets. You literally can time travel. And you do it all the time. You take what was from back there and you bring it into right now. You just took something from the past and like back to the future in a DeLorean brought it right into this moment. So then you keep reliving the same cycle that was and you're mad about it because you haven't realized you keep creating that same cycle. God, I get fired up about this. Because at some point we're going to break these cycles. Yeah. We're going to stop living based on what was, and we're going to live based on what can be. Future present mindsets. If you're going to win, you have to get there. There's not a massive, highly achieving athlete ever within sports or the Olympics that does not do this constantly. I promise you, Tom Brady visualized his win in the Super Bowl a couple weeks ago multiple times before he is ever in the game. He literally went and won the game because he was able to visualize his future and brought it into that moment. He time traveled. He lived his future state in the moment. And that moment became what he visualized. Every Olympic athlete knows how to do this. Every major business owner, every major high achiever that there is understands how to go in and visualize what it is you want and then begin to activate it in the present. For those of us in the church community, oftentimes we call it the prophetic. But unfortunately, the prophetic is always listed as something that's not yet. In the, in the capacity of being able to go, the prophetic is simply the voice that's speaking to you about what can be. But if you keep living it, if you keep living, leaving it, to the it can be and never bring it to the now. That's why you have so many quote prophetic words that's never come to pass. It's not God's fault. He's not holding out on you. You haven't stepped into future present. You leave your prophetic words out in the future. Woo! You have to rewire. Here you go. Number one, you have to rewire... You have to rewire your mind for what you want rather than, rather than remaining in what has been, what's been wired from what's been. You have to rewire to what you want rather than remaining wired by what's been. Are you living based on what you want or are you living based on what's happened to you? Or what didn't happen to you? 
This is fire. I don't know if you guys are getting this as much as it is inside of me, but the reality is this is fire for you to live in. If you want to win, you've got to rewire to what you want instead of continuing to live based off of what's been. Number two, you need to get some help. Number two, you need to get help. Get a coach. Get a personal coach. Get somebody that will walk this with you until you get these things developed in your life. There is no one within business or finance or entertainment or athletics. There's no one who has went to the top of their game or win what they want in life without having a coach walk with them. No one. Tom Brady is a far better quarterback than Belichick ever, ever could imagine or dream to be. But Brady has a coach to empower him to be the best quarterback he can be. Everybody who achieves finds somebody that will support and help them in the practice of winning. If you don't have someone helping you, and if you don't have somebody coaching you, you need to find a way and find a place to get help, get a coach, so that you can win. Because if you could do it without that, you'd already be doing it. The fact that you can't recognize in your life that you're winning in your life the way you want to automatically proves that you need help and a coach and someone to help you. Number three, finally then, is to live the future now. I call this present reality thinking. I call this present reality thinking, that you live the future now. What it is you see winning, what you wrote down on that sheet of paper, or wrote down on your, your uh, tablet or your phone, what you wrote down winning means to you is an idea you have for the future. Can I help you? You don't have to wait for the future to live that. You can live it right now, in present reality thinking, in this moment. If winning for you was to have a peace of mind and a sense of fulfillment, you don't have to wait for the future for that. Get doing that right now. Live the future now. These are the areas that if you want to win in life, that you're going to have to get into practice. If you don't want to practice these things, it'll simply say that you're not really that interested in winning, which is totally fine. Just don't complain that you're not winning. Give yourself permission to not win if you don't want to, because you're not going to be less loved, less important, less valuable, or belong any less than you already do. If you don't want to win, then don't complain. If you want to win, step up into these areas, step up into these tools, begin to activate them in your life, and move forward, get some help, get a coach, get some support, get moving, get daily focused on this so that you win. 10 minutes in the beginning of your day and 10 minutes at the end of your day, at least starting these practices will start changing you within a week. And that's up to you, right? I believe in you. I want you to win. 
I know you can win. I know you're a winner. I know you're already victorious. I know you're a champion. The thing is, though, it's not as Eric thinks, so you'll be. It's as you think, so you'll be. So part of our major situation is our first step is to change what we think of ourselves. If we can do that, we can move into all the, all the capacity of winning that Father's enabled us to have. Let me pray. God, thanks for his time this morning to check out what it takes to win. God, thanks for insight and wisdom and input. Thank you for the revelation that Jesus brought to us of what we're like so we can align our thinking to that because those are the thoughts that you have towards us. Jesus is the thoughts, the logos, the logic that you have towards us. And so we will allow our minds to be open. We will allow ourselves to adjust and rewire. We will renew our mind. So that we are transfigured, literally caterpillar to butterfly, not just a better caterpillar. We thank you for insights and wisdom that change life and change things. Today, we embrace it. We own it. And we take responsibility for our life. We take responsibility for our future. We take responsibility for our present moment. And we're going to live from there, the place of hope that releases boldness in us. In a way that we can advance. If you agree, in Jesus' name, say a good amen. 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 All right, thanks, guys. Have a good day. Hey, thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, check out our webpage. It's wearehopecommunity.com. Peruse some of the things that we got going on there. There's a blog, some more media. Um, there's a place to give if you would like to. Um, you can check out some other services that we have got. Um, but more importantly, we'd love to hear from you. And there's a place where you can just write a question, shoot us an email, whatever. We'd love to hear from you. You can also check out our Facebook page and our Instagram. Uh, you can connect to us, connect with us through those as well. But thank you so much for tuning in today. And remember that you are valuable beyond measure. <laughs>